Hi, and welcome to the Lighthouse Church Podcast, where we're diving deeper into God's Word and doing our best to help encourage you in your walk with God. Thanks for joining us. Okay, welcome to uh, our podcast here at Lighthouse Church. Once again, this um, episode, we have Charlie Lightsey joining me, and we're talking about the Christmas um, season, uh, Christmas, eh, all things Christmas, except not Walmart and not not uh, Black Friday and not all that stuff. We're talking right. about Jesus and the story, the amazing details. That, you know, they, they, that old saying, I think, is that the devil's in the details. God is completely in the details, Absolutely. isn't he? And uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed uh, talking about Mary and Elizabeth and that part. Uh, but we're going to jump in today and uh, this, this episode talking about Joseph. Uh, we might spill it over into other things as well. We talked about why Mary. And so let's talk about why Joseph. Why Joseph? Well, Joseph had to make himself a candidate. Not that he was looking for it. Right. Because you know, obviously this totally caught him off guard. Right. And Mary had the most uncomfortable, can you imagine, the most uncomfortable position to go and inform him mm-hmm. and he probably <laughs> exploded <laughs> you know you what yeah you know you're pregnant i mean he's a of guy of course the, the the immediate thing is is she's thinking where who have you been with yeah you know and then she explained to him of course the nature of it and he had to needed he needed to get it for himself right. which goes back to that rhema word mm-hmm. so for him to be able to get in a dream and to be able to heed that of the dream and believe it mm-hmm. took faith on his part. Mm-hmm. But see, the amazing thing about Joseph is, is that so many people refer to Joseph and say, well, he was just a lowly carpenter. Mm-hmm. No. Right. <laughs> that word carpenter is arguably the most mistranslated word in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. In the Greek, it's the word tekton, T-E-K-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. And it referred to a, a professional who was highly advanced in whatever skill he possessed. Mm-hmm. Whatever trade, whatever skill he was in, he was a professional at it. Mm. He wasn't some lowly carpenter yeah. who struggled to make ends meet. Yeah. No. He was, he was a well-respected businessman. Yeah. I see him as maybe like an architect or maybe like a building supervisor, mm-hmm. a project manager. Mm-hmm. Some he had worked his way up. Yeah. Because when you think about it, why did um, Mary's parents choose him mm-hmm. for a betrothal? That's true. You see what I'm saying? Why would they have if he and, was and see, all those things? He was from Nazareth, but he most likely, and it's widely believed, that he worked in Sephoris, mm-hmm. which was a city. It was a city that Herod was was really trying to build. It was going to be. It, it eventually would be the banking capital of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. It was a thriving city. It was a city that was just really. We talk about different areas around here. Oh well, Pooler's expanding. It's you know it's everything's leaps yeah. and bounds. There's stores constantly coming there. Malls and shopping malls and outlet malls and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, this was Sephora. Mm-hmm. It was four miles away from Nazareth, mm-hmm. so a four mile walk. So he no doubt got up early. Yeah, rose early, was on the move, mm-hmm. got there early, and started working. Mm-hmm. So. He was one who, and when you think about it, Jesus obviously went to go, went with his dad. Yeah. So that's how Jesus got to understand a lot of the parallels he spoke of. Well, yeah, that's because true. Because of his exposure to city life. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he couldn't have spoken all the parables he did from living in small little Nazareth. 
Right. He had to be exposed to the city life to be able to understand taxation. Mm-hmm. You know, so when they came to him and questioned him about taxes or anything like that, he had to understand that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Joseph, you know, instilled that in before he, you know, passed away. But, but Joseph was a well-to-do. Mm-hmm. And you think about it. Would God send his only begotten son mm-hmm. into the household of a man who, what we would call no count. Right. Someone who would lay out of work. Right. You know, we got people this day and time. I know people this day at time, especially during this whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. that they'd rather stay at home and draw an unemployment check mm-hmm. rather than actually work. Right. Are you really making yourself a candidacy for a blessing there? Right. No. 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 Are you going to find favor with God by doing that? No. No. You, you're, you're mooching off the government. You yeah, see so what I'm for saying? Jo- for Joseph, it's not, it's not even about mm-hmm. the money. Exactly. It's a, they're yeah. able by, there are people who, who they've been diagnosed with something. Yeah. And the government gives them a little avenue to declare that they are, you know, disability. Disabled, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It, and, and it's, and and I, it, and it's, a, it's like putting a lid on a cookie jar. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, okay, that's it. That's all you're ever going to be. And, and they're well able to work. Yeah. They're able to do, maybe they're not able to do what they used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they injured a arm or a shoulder, a rotator cuff or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so so what if you can't? throw a ball and be a pitching coach for a baseball team, mm-hmm. you can do something else. But they use that as an opportunity, as a crutch, not to do it. Well, Joseph didn't do that. See, right. I can identify with that. Yeah. I still remember, <laughs> I still remember, oh my goodness, it's been almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. In 2003, mm-hmm. when I, I remember being in the hospital, in Walterboro Hospital, when I was having severe stomach problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the doctor came in my room and told me and my wife, he says, I hate to tell you this, but you have Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. And he says, look out that window. And we did. And across the street from the Waterboro Hospital is uh, what, Social Security office? Mm -hmm. And he says, I I suggest you go over there and file for disability. Really? Because you're done. Right there? Right there. And I said, I said, no, sir. Oh, Lord. We do not receive that word. Yeah, right. Again, we just talked about Mary. Yeah. You, you, what word do you receive? Mm-hmm. Are you going to receive the word of the Lord or are you going to receive the negative report from the doctor? Mm-hmm. That was 2003. Mm. Here we are. Here we are 18 years later. Yeah. And I'm still working every day. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Absolutely. I have no problems. God healed me of it. Yeah. God healed me of the Crohn's disease. I've had absolutely no issues whatsoever. Yeah. But see, Joseph could have, you know, yeah. Joseph wasn't the type to do that. Joseph was one who God said, look, this man has favor. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but he had favor with Mary's parents. Mm-hmm. Now, if, now I'm just, I'm, I'm running on with something here. Okay. If Mary's father, Joachim, was a synagogue official, a yeah. keeper of the scrolls, yeah. chances are he saw Joseph in synagogue. Well, that's true. Chances are he knew he was a tither. Yeah. Chances are he knew he was a giver. Yeah. Chances are if the synagogue needed something and he had the skills to supply it, he probably was there on men's work day. You're probably right. That's true. You know, if you think of it the way it applies today. Yeah. So therefore, he was already finding finding favor in the sight of Joachim. Mm -hmm. So when he talks to his wife and say, hey, look, you know, I believe I found the guy for Mary. Mm -hmm. You know, I can just picture that conversation. She probably comes to him and says, you know, Mary's... 12 years old now, maybe we need, or 13, you know, whatever 
between 12 and 14. She's of age. We need to be looking for, I got the guy. And we need to, yeah. we need to understand too that in our culture, it's not that way. Obviously. It's not that way, right. But that was very normal in yeah. that culture. And I, I mean, I have three daughters, two which are married. And I remember when they were little, I would think about, oh, you know, them getting married and it would just totally upset me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be like, oh. And then we figured out who uh, the oldest one was marrying. And we had known him for a long time already. Didn't realize, of course, my wife's like, well, I knew he was the guy, you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so, but nonetheless, when I found out, I was relieved. I was actually like, oh, you know, I don't, this is not sad. This is Absolutely. really, really exciting. So as a father, being like, uh, um, you know, Mary's dad, you think, what? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it would never have to be. There's so much in between the lines that we don't see. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do is right. we're trying to read here. He had to be a well-to-do yeah. young man for him to even find the favor of Mary's parents. And well-to-do doesn't mean he was snobby. No. He lived in Nazareth. Exactly. So He was uh, humble because matter, he was from Nazareth. Matter of fact, probably a very smart man because he made his money in the rich town yeah. and he lived where the taxes were low. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's a very good point. You know, so... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. He was, he was one that had already found favor with man. Yeah. He found favor with Mary's parents. Mm-hmm. He found favor with God. Mm-hmm. So he had to be a man who was sensitive to God as well, mm-hmm. just like Mary. Because how could God appear to him in a dream mm-hmm. and him immediately get up and obey? Do not be afraid to take Mary as right. your wife. Right. He arose from sleep and went and took Mary as a wife. And not only that, again, we talk about how he acts, his character is evidence of what was already on the inside of him. Mm -hmm. And it says he kept her a virgin until the day Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he goes ahead and marries her and he forfeits, you know, and Joseph was older than Mary. We know that. He forfeits having sex. Exactly. And all of us. He forfeits what he had, he had dreamed about. Right. Other of his guys that worked for him. Hey, you got married. You know, you enjoying the honeymoon? You know. And, wink, how, wink. and how old do you think that he was at this point? Um, he, he was, I would say he had to be in his 20s at least. You think so? It had to be because um, he was no doubt one who was a taxpayer. Yeah. Surely. And of course, even with the disciples, we know that Peter was the only disciple that was older, that was age 20 or older because mm-hmm. you were taxed when you were 20 or older right. and everything. So all the other disciples, so, was, you know, so therefore he was probably in his 20s, maybe even closer to 30. Let's, okay, but let's say even, even, say if, in the 20s even if he was 30 or yeah. lower, well, we know now, I mean, I mean, I'm going to imagine it may have been a little different then, but a sex drive for a man is really right. Uh, good for a long time and so he would have been and of course he would have been a virgin himself um most likely yeah, right? so i would imagine yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah, I would or think. else god probably wouldn't have chosen so, him. not that he not that he doesn't do anything with those who've had a you know lifestyle in there before they met yeah. jesus but you know what i'm saying i don't want to yeah. get into that but so, but hats off to him though exactly he did this and, then, and i know that's not what we're talking about but that is something that you don't read right and, and but it, it's there it's, well, let, let me let me mention something this is this is sort of bringing something out and bringing it in 
when you have the parable of the talents, mm -hmm. okay, and a silver talent was worth 10,000 denarii, mm -hmm. and a denarius, a denarius was one day's wage, mm -hmm. okay, most people only worked 300 days a year mm -hmm. because you got to, you know, the calendar would, how many days are in a year, 365 days. You subtract the Sabbaths, mm -hmm. you subtract the holidays and festivals, you know, the feasts that they celebrated. So the most of all work was 300 years, mm -hmm. you know, 300 uh, days a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you take 10,000 and divide it by 300, you get 33 and a third, mm. which is how long Jesus lived. Mm. Okay. Which is significant <laughs> because most of the men back in that day, they would, when they were 12, they'd have their bar mitzvah or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And then for those five years, you know, they would work with their dad. Mm -hmm. And Jesus probably did the same thing, work with Joseph. Mm -hmm. But at 17 is when you enter the workforce. Yeah. Okay. So, and the, and the life, so when you figure 33 years from there, you get to 50. Mm -hmm. Well, the life expectancy, especially for the men back then, about 55. Mm. Yeah. So you were pretty much, by 50, you were pretty much retiring. Yeah. You know, or already dead. Yeah. So if you consider that and you back up, Mm -hmm. And Joseph was no doubt already gone by the time Jesus started his ministry mm -hmm. at age 30. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus was born and Joseph was in his 20s, mm -hmm. then that would explain that, that would by the time. It. So I would say mid to late 20s is when I would, I would, if I had to guess, I'd probably say mid to late 20s. Right. Because he was well established too. So if he didn't start the workforce till he was 17, yeah. as we understand was the common back then, it took him a while to build up that name and that reputation to become a highly skilled craftsman mm -hmm. in whatever it was. And it was more than just wood. It was no doubt stone, mosaics. Mm -hmm. It was uh, any kind of carpentry, mm -hmm. anything like that. Anything to build, to build a temple, anything. He was, he was well skilled in a variety of things. Yeah. So, and then the fact that he was sensitive to the Lord nonetheless, mm -hmm. do you think God's going to choose and place this kind of favor of a man who doesn't attend synagogue? No. No. Of a man who doesn't pray? No. Of a man who doesn't tithe? Right. No. Of a man who doesn't keep the law? Right. No. Like you said, he was no doubt a virgin. Yeah. You know, he wasn't one. He was a holy man. Yeah. A righteous man. Yeah. An upright man. And that's why God chose him. It had to be a good reputation. Absolutely. So he did a good job with what he did. And, uh, but when you think about this now, mm. the faith of it is, the faith on Joseph's part is, is he has to leave town. Yeah. Well, back in those days, for Joseph to do his job, you had to have a work permit. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't have a work permit to go into Egypt, mm -hmm. you know, after they, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Yeah. You know, you had to flee into Egypt. He didn't have a work permit for that. Mm-hmm. It took faith. Mm-hmm. It did, yeah. It took faith for him to uproot. Mm-hmm uproot his job. He probably had things lined up on the calendar. Mm -hmm. When we get done with this building project, this one's next. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So for him to uproot and take Mary as his wife, mm -hmm. you know, he had to step away from some things, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So a man who did not put God to do, did not put his career above God. Cause it, it, a, a man, even a good man, would have probably stopped and said, well, hold on a second, because how are we going to make it? You know, mm -hmm. you're thinking, you know, and most guys that I know think along those lines. Um, you know, I'm just talking to somebody earlier where the woman was actually talking about, well, you know, like I'm living by faith and he's over there trying to sort it all out. Right. You know, and 
Now, I hear that a lot, uh, but guys are usually they're trying to sort things out. They're trying to figure it out. And I don't know if that makes it harder for a guy to walk by faith, not necessarily, but then again, too, that is something that's thrown in there. And so Joseph is a guy. I mean, he had to be, so it's a, yeah, you're right. It's, it shows a lot of sign into who he is and the character that, that he has. But we, whereas you don't get all the background of him growing up, yeah, his actions after the fact yeah, are indicative of what kind of guy he was. Yeah. Same way with Mary's response. Yeah. You know, not to question, not to ask for a sign. Mm-hmm. Simply be it unto me according to your word. She was one who had already been taught. When God says something, you obey. Mm-hmm. Joseph had been taught. When God speaks to you, you mm-hmm. obey. Mm-hmm. For the man, it appeared in a dream. Repeatedly. Oh, man. Repeatedly. Mm-hmm. It didn't just happen now. It repeatedly. Yeah. You know, about don't go back because of Herod. Yeah. You know, go into Egypt. And from there, go yeah. and settle. You yeah. know. Yeah. So there's at least three occasions where he has a dream mm-hmm. and God warns him. Well, first of all, tells him, go and take Mary. And then other times it's a warning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he had to be a man that when I lay down to rest and see, that's another whole subject because God appeared to Solomon mm-hmm. in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And prob- uh, was it um, Psalm 127 verse two, it says he gives his beloved sleep, mm-hmm. you know, in Job 33, 15, it says about how in 16, 17, 18, it says, how to his beloved, to, to those who are sensitive to God, that he will reveal to them things in the night. Mm-hmm. Mm. You will get direction in the night because if I give it to you during the day, you'll become prideful. Mm-hmm. Thinking mm-hmm. it was your own idea. Right. So I'm doing it when your mind is at rest and that's when I give you direction. Mm-hmm. Joseph got direction in his sleep. That's good stuff, man. You see what I'm saying? You know, you think, I think about the scripture that says... Um, Children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior, uh, which man and I, are, we love that because we have six kids. <laughs> we want to shoot them straight, you know, yeah. but shoot them straight. Yeah. Yeah, five, they're all grown. <laughs> we, want, we want we want to, you know, all right. You know, you think about it though, and I'm not a avid, uh, you know, as far as hunter or anything like that, but I, some things are common sense. You don't know how good the arrow is until you let it go. Right. And then you know if it's straight, if it's strong enough, if it's all those things. And you're talking about Joseph and Mary, especially Joseph in this case, we don't know much about his background. We don't know where the arrow came from so much, but, well, but we know that he was straight. Well, not only that, but the Lord just reminded me of this, is that he was of the house and lineage of David. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. So because of that, he had been brought up by dad, mm-hmm. granddad, mm-hmm. great grandfather, because mm-hmm. you know back in those days it was not uncommon for four generations to live in a household. Mm-hmm. That's why it says iniquities of the father shall be passed down to the fourth. fourth generation, because that great grand grandfather, mm-hmm. you know, you're watching them, exactly, you're seeing them, you're part of. So it, yeah. what he, what he, what decisions he made got passed down to the son, the grandson, the great grandson, you know, to that mm-hmm. fourth generation. So Joseph had a heritage. He had a lineage. Mm-hmm. You know, when it says he was of the house and lineage of David, it's not just a matter of, okay, what's your last name? Okay, you report to this district to vote. Right. No, it's a matter of he had a heritage. Mm-hmm. So that heritage came with, son, remember whose line you are. You're of the house of David. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're of the house of David. And David was a mighty king. And David was a man who worshiped God. Mm-hmm. David was a guy. Was a man who was known for his love for the presence of God. Mm. 
Yeah, boy. More than anything else, more than any victory in battle, more than Goliath, more than anything else he accomplished. That's he good. was one who valued the presence of God, and I'm, I, I firmly believe Joseph also valued the presence of God. Yeah. No, I believe you. I, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, all these. God's not going to pick out. He's He's not going to pick out. Sorry. Trash. I mean, exactly. I know that God don't make trash, but some of us live like we're trash. Mm -hmm. Some of us make choices like we're trash. You know, like you'd mentioned about the your story in, back in 2003 and him telling you to go over there to Social Security office. I just watched a started watching a documentary recently, and the very it's about it's a national it's a National Geographic. I feel real manly when I watch it. You know, I'm like I feel like I'm gonna go, with, you know, do all this stuff. The very first episode, they're um, going to this volcano, and right. it's a very active volcano. I mean, right. it has lava spewing spitting up out of it, and they're like, you know, they're talking to this guy, and this guy's like, uh, yeah, so, you know, he's 51 years old, and he's uh, hiked to the highest peak on every continent, okay. all right? And he's hiking up this volcano with these other guys. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, but he looks strange. And there's something strange. The camera would get on him, and I was like, it's just something weird. It's like watching a, a child or something. I don't know. And then... All of a sudden, after 30 minutes of watching him, they they re revealed the guy's blind. Wow. He's blind. Wow. And, he's, and, and he did all these things after he become blind. He, he started a, a, a degenerative eye disease in elementary school. And over the course of elementary and middle school, he watched the world disappear until he was a freshman in high school, and it completely disappeared. My goodness. And so here's a man who has... Every reason to go over to the Social Security office and mm -hmm. sign up for disability. Yep. But he's done more. And what he said, what I thought was so good, he said, I had I, I had my season of saying, you know, hey, I've got this issue. Um, and, but he said, then that season come to an end. And I had to say, that's it. Right. I'm done. And he said, when I said that, then all of a sudden, there were new things that come out of me. There was a greater uh, strength in these other senses that I had. He was right. hearing things that they couldn't hear. You know, he was hearing vibrations. They were like, he said, do you hear that? And they were like, no, we don't hear that. Because so in a way, <laughs> he's right. really blessed in the fact that it's just amazing. And I guess that's the thing is you're sharing that about it and everything. And I'm listening to the story and, and Joseph and all this. And Joseph had every reason to, to, yeah. to leave her hanging and everything else. But what a man of God. Absolutely. To be able to not... You know, although he was a, being a human, it says he contemplated how to put her away secretly. Mm -hmm. Well, that let him know that, hey, A, on one hand, he had the thought mm -hmm. that I need to put her away. Mm -hmm. That was his manly, earthly wisdom. Right. Okay. But even in that, he wanted to do it to help her save face. Right. You know, so it could be done secretly. So therefore, she wouldn't be disgraced. Mm-hmm. But yet, he was sensitive to God. Mm -hmm. He was sensitive to God in a dream to be able to go ahead and then heed it. Mm -hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't a matter. Okay, God, what effect is this going to have on my reputation? Yeah. He's a man with an ego. Yeah. Just like all of us. Right. Surely he was concerned about what about my role in the community? Uh, his business. Exactly. My business associates, you know? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely. Look who you're marrying, you know, and yeah. everything. So he did not take that into consideration. And when you mentioned the other, what I mentioned to you in 2003, yeah. and the decision I had to come to, 
the devil was trying to take me out. Yeah. And trying to take me out of the workforce to try to take me out of of the thing of yes. the, the thinking of working because the very next year is when the position opened for me to take the job that I still hold to this day as principal of a Christian school. Yeah. So and he was trying to take me out to go ahead and get my disability. And if I would have done mm-hmm. that, I don't know what I'd be doing this day and time, mm-hmm. you know, even if I'd still be living. Mm-hmm. Because if I would receive that report, mm-hmm. then I would have said, okay, report, be it under me according to the doctor's word. Mm-hmm. And I could have had deterioration in my body. Mm-hmm. But I said, no, I refuse that report, be it unto me according to the word of the Lord, as Mary did. Right. And there came the healing. So that, 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 uh, man, I'm telling you what. So like, see, that that's so important. I know we're talking about Christmas and we're talking about the story, but that brings up such a marvelous point in the fact that I know so many people, men especially, that re- have removed themselves from the marketplace yeah. because somebody told them they should. They were given a crutch, they were given an excuse, and they took mm-hmm. it. And that's sad Is because that- you think, and, and I'm not saying that people don't have legitimate disabilities Mm -hmm. but there's a a wonderful man right here in our community that has his own mowing business he is the chief of the the fire chief in the town where he's at Mm -hmm. he is uh, a family man has children he's very well respected in the community he has employees that work for him and he uh, had his uh, part of his leg taken off I know the guy. And he had part, his his body was crushed. Good fellow. Uh, extraordinary man. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him, I yeah. what what I do in my mind, Brian, you you, you ain't got no you reason. Got no excuse, exactly. I ain't got no excuse. Exactly. And so that's the other thing is when we remove ourselves from the marketplace because somebody told us we should, mm-hmm. we also remove the ability to inspire somebody else to continue. That's a good point. And to move on, yeah. and which point. also impacts the marketplace. Well, who did Joseph inspire? All of us. Uh, all of us. As a man? All of us. <laughs> so, yes. I'm reminded of a song I heard back in the 80s that, that for him recorded, I want to be a man that you would write about. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. I want to be a man. And Joseph was a man that he would write about. Yeah. But he was a man that he would write about even before he became the man mm-hmm. who was the foster father of the mm-hmm. Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. And he taught his son how to work. Exactly. Um, he taught him the values of, of, of working with your hands and taught him skills. He taught him life skills. He taught him technical skills. Mm-hmm. So many things that you see in Jesus's life, how he was able to relate to the disciples, how he was able to relate to the people as he taught. Mm-hmm. He learned it from Joseph. Mm-hmm. I think I actually use uh, Joseph. I mean, in my mind, I have this man, a lot of what you've actually talked about, this man that I think about Joseph being, and I'm reminded of that with my three sons, is that I want to teach him how to work. Right. And and the oldest one's 14, and, you know, that's one of the things that I, you know, I'm like, hey, you need to work. And it's not about making money. Uh, and I want him to make money. It's not that. It's just that I want him to know how it's to work. Ethic. It's the work ethic. Right, because he may not do woodwork. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It does. I don't blame him. But whatever he does, he's going to do it with hard work in mind and knowing that he needs to do it to the best of his ability. And so he spends a lot of time creating uh, things out of, uh, with software and stuff. 
and he works at that like he helps me. And, and so I, I love that. I, I think that Joseph kind of inspires me in that regard because I think I take him as a man that was hands-on with his son, Jesus, even though he knows this is the son of God, he's teaching him how to sweat. He's teaching him how to communicate with customers, how to do business with people, how to economically taxes. I mean, you mentioned a lot of this stuff and it's just, those are things that we don't see in the story. And Joseph doesn't seem to me to be the kind of guy that demands the spotlight no. at all. He was a, a, a man of service. And uh, I think it's amazing. But so we're going to spill into uh, the wise men, I believe. Uh, we're going to take a little time. So we're going to do that in another episode. Is that okay with you? That sounds good because right, so, there's a lot to discuss. There. All right. So, <laughs> we, we, so, so uh, I hope everybody's enjoyed Mary, Joseph. Now we're going to jump over into the wise men and we're going to see what uh, this contains. And so join us for the next episode as we, uh, as we go into that subject. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again for joining us for today's podcast. You can find out more about us at lhchampton.com. See you soon.